Welcome to this podcast by City Point Church, Redcliffe. We are so happy you could join us and pray that the following message will encourage and empower you. New Horizons. Uh, if you've been here for a while now, you'll know that this is our theme for the, you know, overarching for the year. But for the first couple of months, uh, we're speaking about New Horizons. And uh, what does it take to actually step into what God has for you? What does it take? You know, honestly, what will it take for you to be shifted into what God has for you? Do you realize if you're going to move into what God has for you, it's going to cost you something? Really, God always asks for something. Like you look at it, salvation came to earth, but something had to be given up. His son was given up first. And so tonight I want to talk about how do we get into where God wants us to be? How do we tap into what God has for our life? And as you read through the Bible, you get some keys about this. And so tonight I want to just share a few keys on this. Right now, you could be sitting here and your world could be falling apart and you're like, God, I just need answers. I just need you to come through. You know what? Tonight, as I preach, I know that there is an answer for you. Others of you right now, you're going through a situation and you're like, God, I I don't know if I can keep going. Maybe it's in your work life. Maybe it's a business. I, I don't know. But friend, let me tell you tonight, when you add the Spirit of God, when you add faith and you step through, He comes through. And so tonight, I just want to give you some keys. How do you step into? There are others of you that God's asking you to step out. And he's given you a dream and and maybe you've wrestled with this dream for a number of years. And and you're like, God, I I don't know. I I don't know whether I should step out. I I don't know. God, do you know how much this is going to cost me? And he's just saying, come on, how about about you just step out tonight? I believe this message is for you. Because God wants us all to move forward in our lives. God wants us all to step out and achieve all all that he has for us. But also, too, he wants us to step out and take hold of all of the promises that he has for us. So tonight we're going to start in Mark chapter 9, verse 23. It said, Jesus said to him, if you believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Who's ever read this scripture? Who's brushed over this scripture? Right here is the keys for the Christian life. If you're going to be a follower of the way, a follower of Christ, right here, it starts here. It starts here. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. You might be sitting there tonight going, Sam, that is so simple. It is so simple, it just sounds stupid. Like, honestly, try it. See what happens. You read through the scriptures and you see the accounts of people that just reached out and believed in Jesus. Just reached out and they heard the stories. The woman with the issue of blood, what did she do? She just reached out and touched the hem of his garments. Her desire was this, is if I just reach out and I touch I just have to touch. He doesn't have to pray. He doesn't have to lay hands on me. He doesn't have to spit on me. He doesn't have, I, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. You read through the story and she is healed. 
for 12 years, she battled with this thing. But all of a sudden, with faith and believing in who God was, hearing the stories and choosing to reach out, what happened if she hadn't have reached out? It was the hem of his garment. If I can just touch his hem. For some of you tonight, you just need a miracle inside your body. You need healing. Your friend today, how about you just stand up and reach out and just touch the hem of his garment? But it takes faith. It takes believing. The centurion stops Jesus in the middle of the road and says, hey, listen, you know what? My servant is sick. He, he's sick. He's going to die. And Jesus is like, well, okay, I'll, I'll come. And he goes, no, no, you don't need to come. Just say the word and he'll be healed. With faith in his heart, he believed that by the word of God, he will receive a miracle. Friend, tonight, by the word of God, you can receive your miracle tonight. If you take hold of the word of God and implant it in your life, and maybe God is calling you out, calling you to step out of the boat, calling you to move forward. If you just take him at his word and say, God, this is a Rima word from you. You're drawing me out. You're calling me into this fear. And as you step out, you'll walk on water. As you step out at the very word that God has spoken to you, Miracles will take place. Miracles will take place. Or a leader stopping Jesus and say, hey, Jesus, you must come to my house. You must come to my house and, and pray for my daughter. And as they're doing this, he's walking along and he's coming along and someone comes and said, you know what, she's dead. Don't bother the master. But Jesus, he was like, no, I'm coming. At a request because there was belief, because there was faith. God is attracted to faith. He's attracted to people who believe. This is why we need to be careful on the way that we speak, what we confess, how we declare. When we do praise and worship, we're not doing praise and worship just for a happy, clappy club. No, it's to declare the word of God. Why? Because when you declare the word of God, His Spirit's here. If you want to experience God at home, start worshiping. Start declaring his word. Let faith arise in your heart and declare who he is. Huh. What about blind Bartimaeus sitting on the side of the road? He just hears Jesus is in town. Just hears. He hears the commotion. He's heard the stories. And he cries out, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. <laughs> the disciples of Jesus tell him to be quiet. Don't bother the master. Be quiet. Just sit over there. Just shh. But he cries out even more. He shouts aloud. Jesus hears. It gets his attention. He says, bring him over here. All of a sudden, blind Bartimaeus throws off a cloak and heads to his Savior. Jesus goes, what do you need? I just want to see. That moment he could see. But blind Bartimaeus, he had to throw off his old identity. 
There was a cloak that he would wear in that day that would highlight that he was blind and that he was able to beg for arms. But he threw it off and he walked to his Savior. You know, some of you tonight need to throw off the opinions of those around you. You need to throw off the labels. You need to stop listening to those around you that have negative opinions. You need to stop listening to those around you that are holding you back from what God has for your life and say, you know what, from this moment on, I'm going to believe the Word of God. I'm going to believe the presence of God. I'm going to believe what He's spoken over my life. And those others can just shut their faces. Sometimes you need to just tell them, shut it. Because they rob you, they rob me, they rob all of us of the destiny that God has for our life. Friend, it's okay to have an opinion, but when that opinion starts robbing you and robbing others around you, then you need to assess who your friends really are. You know, I I read this story and I look at this story of Blind Bart, it's the people around him that tell him, be quiet. It's some of the disciples, shut up. But all the same, let faith arise. And so friend, today, if we're going to step into what God has for us, we're going to have to move through. We're going to have to move through. We're going to have to have faith that is resilient, faith that is bold, faith that is, you know what, I don't care what anyone's going to say, and then people will start to look at you. My first point tonight, if you haven't got it yet, is believe. Believe. Believe who he says he is. Believe he is the God. Believe. Believe he can do all that he can say that he can do. In Mark 6 verse 56, it says, Wherever he entered Jesus, into the village, cities, or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might just touch the hem of his garment. Friend, the only bit of faith that you need is the ability just to touch his hem. Just to touch his hem. Just to be in that place. A desire, God, here I am. Let me just touch the hem. Let me me just, you know, I I don't need to see your face. All I want to do it's just touch. Just touch. And as many touched him were made well. It has nothing to do with your status, with your class, with your position. It has to do with your faith. Every story that I spoke about then came from a different social status. You had a woman with the issue of blood. You had a beggar. You had a centurion, a leader of the day. But they all came to Jesus with faith in their heart, hearing the stories, hearing the words, and going, you know what? He's got my answer. Luke 1, 37, it says, For nothing will be impossible with God. Friend, nothing will be impossible with God. (laughs) Mary, a young girl, takes the word of an angel and gives birth to the savior of the world, Jesus. You think about this moment. An angel comes and says, hey, listen, I've got new horizons for you. You're gonna bear the savior of the world. 
and you're not even going to be married. Let me just add that in. Here she is in that moment. She's listening to this angel and she has a choice. Do I believe? Do I have faith? And she makes this statement, let it be as you have said. Just touching the hem of the garment, let it be. For some of us, God has spoken and he's given us a word. He's birthed something inside of you. He's come and encountered you. He's come there and and we've encountered him. And he's saying, hey, I've called you into this. I've called you into that. But your response has been, I don't think so. Well, hang on, let me go and ask everyone's opinion. But instead of going, God, according to your word, let it be. Friend, we need to believe. We need to believe and come to a place where we believe that God is who he said he is. Who he said he is. One of my favorite quotes is from Winston Churchill. And he said this quote, he said, When the what-ifs loom large in your conscience, then the why-nots, then cowardness rules over courage and dreams go unfulfilled. How many of us live in that boat? What if? What if I'm rejected? What if it doesn't work? What if? But instead, we should be there going, why not? God is on my side. Why not? David took out Goliath and it wasn't a, well, what, what if God, what, what if he beats me? What if? It was like, why not? Why can't I? Me and God, we got this. You know, for some of you in this room, you need to change your mentality. Change the way you view God. Change the way you view your circumstance. And step up to the playing field and go, you know what, God, I know you've called me to this, but why not? Let's do it. You know, I, I may lose everything. I, I may have people talk about me, don't worry, they're going to talk about you anyway. So you actually might as well do something that they're going to talk about. Why not? Why not? What do you got to lose? What is the dream or desire God has put into your heart? What is that dream? What is that desire? The new horizons God is calling you to. You know, does doubt, fear, and uncertainty rule? Or is it faith, trust, and belief? You know, Mark 2 to 23 to 27 is the story about this man that brings his son to Jesus and says, hey, Jesus, I've had your disciples pray over him. But they can't seem to do anything. He's possessed. And Jesus says to him, if there is no ifs among believers, anything can happen. In other words, if you believe, then you'll see a miracle. And he makes this response. And I love this story and I love sharing this story because I believe a lot of believers are like this. He responds to Jesus straight away and he says, and he doesn't say, but he cries out and he says, then I believe, help me with my doubts. Help me with my doubts. You know, we need to be in a place where we go, God, I believe. And God, I've got no doubt that you can do what you've said you could do. Anything can happen if you believe. If you believe. He is all-powerful, all-knowing, ever-present. He is our refuge, our strength, our portion. 
He is our answer. He is our God. His ways are higher than our ways. And we need to trust Him. We need to trust Him. Today, how many of us at times have had that confession? God, help me with my doubts. But let me tell you, when you believe without a doubt, it's as good as done. Just believe. Just believe. The second thing that I find when it comes to believing, and this is another thing that I love, is that you can never take the credit. You know why? Because look at the person next to you. Go on, have a good look. Have a look at the person next because they're not good enough. In other words, when God asks you to do something, what I find is it's that far out that I need him to do it. Is that when he asks me to do something, is it takes a supernatural strength. And that's a bit of tongue-in-cheek, really. But there is a point where people will look and go, wow, they did that. And they know you. They know your skill set. They know who you are behind closed doors and they're like, whoa, how did they do that? And this is the thing that I love is that God always wants the street cred. Is that he'll always take the credit. And I believe this, if we believe that, we should always give him the credit. So that when God comes through and then when we step out, and we see a miracle happen, we should, with the first part of our lips, say, you know what? It wasn't me, it was God. We need to confess, we need to declare, we need to testify who God is around our life. You know, we need to get back to that place and know who our God is and know what He's done for us. Let's not get familiar with the Spirit of God around our life. Jeremiah 32, verse 17. It says, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth and by your great power and outstretched arm, there is nothing too hard for you. Let me say that again. There is nothing too hard for our God. Friend, you just have to believe. We don't bring the word of God down to our level or our experience. You know, we bring our experience, we bring those things up to the Word of God. Right now, I don't know where you're at. I don't know what's going on in your life. But friend, are you bringing the Word of God down to your experience? Or are you taking your experience up to what the Word of God says? You know, right now, it mightn't look as though they're aligned. But friend, when you step out in faith, when you start believing, when you start praying, all of a sudden, it's telling your experience, it's telling your circumstance right now, I need you to get in line with the Word of God. I need you to get in line with the purposes of God, with the vision and purpose that God has given me for my life and for those around me. Sickness, you need to get out of my body. Right now, it doesn't line up with the Word of God, but right now, I'm telling you, this is my reality. Finances, right now, I am blessed. God is my provider. I lack nothing. Right now, it mightn't look like it, but right now, come on. The issue is, as Christians, as we read the Bible and we go, you know what, that's not reality. 
Or, or you know what, that's just not realistic. And, and we take parts of the Bible instead of taking the whole Bible. And saying, right now, this is what God has promised me. And right now, I'm going to declare it until I see it. Right now, I'm going to just reach out and touch the hem of his garment. And say, God, move. We need to bring our experience. We need to bring ourselves up to where the word of God, until it aligns. In the natural, it may look dead. But God says, just wait a moment. Just wait a moment. How many of those times where God just said, just wait a moment. Jesus, hearing the news of the young girl that had passed away, he's like, no, no, I'm still going. Just, just wait a moment. Just wait a moment. You know, naturally, it might look, you know what, it's dead. Nothing can resurrect that. But he's just saying, just, just wait a moment. Just believe, just pray. And watch my supernatural hand move in that situation. Whether it's the restoration of marriages, whether it's the, the bringing together of families again, whatever it is, in the natural it might look dead, but in the spiritual God's saying, just believe. Just keep praying. Just keep praying. Keep believing. And we'll see. That thing that you thought was gone and unachievable, that promise he gave you, the business deal that looks dead in the water, the doctor's report. Jesus is just saying, just wait a moment. Just wait a moment. Jesus knew nothing was ever too hard. You read through the stories, nothing was ever too hard. He was asleep in the boat. The disciples thought it was going to sink. You know, I, I picture that moment. And I remember as a young kid, I would pull up in the driveway and you know how parents go and they go and hang out with friends for the night and then they come home and, and the kids fall asleep in the back of the car and then you get older and you can sort of stay awake a little bit more but you still want to be carried inside. And all of a sudden you pretend sleeping. Anyone pretend sleep still? Carolina does it. No, she doesn't. But you know, you pretend sleep and it's like that and, and you're waiting for mum and dad to carry you inside. And you know, they know that you're not asleep. How do they know you're not asleep? Because you're smirking. It's like you're sleeping. You got that silly smirk. My kids do it to me. But I reckon Jesus was doing one of those sneaky smirks in the boat. He's just like, just waiting for him to panic. Because he knew that nothing was too hard. He knew in that moment, nothing was too hard. Well, the other boating experience Jesus did for them is that they're out on the lake and the waves are up and next minute they see this image just walking across the water. I reckon he was smirking big time then because they're freaking out. A ghost, ah, we're all going to die. You know, and then it's Jesus. Just those moments. Nothing is too hard. But at the end of the day, he wants all the credit. He needs all the credit. We should give him all the credit. But unfortunately, as humans, we like to take it for ourselves. Matthew 15, 31. So the multitudes marveled when they saw the mute speaking, the maimed made whole, the lame walking and the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. They glorified the God of Israel. 
How many times you read through the Bible where you see the Israelites as they're going into battle, or they're going into the promises that God has given them. And as they take that land, as they move forward, what is the first thing they do? They erect an altar and they praise to God. They give Him all the cred. Friend, we need to believe. And then when the miracle comes, we need to give Him the credit. That's why we do praise reports. Because we need to have it in front of us. And say, God, I thank you for the miracles that I've received. I I thank you that as I've stepped out, you've come through. And God, I will give you all the glory. And everyone around me will know what you've done. Because there'll never be a doubt. Come on, God. The street cred always belongs to God. When you step out and achieve all God has for you, only He alone gets the glory. Because people know that you're not that good. But He is. And He is faithful. And He is awesome. And He chooses you. And He chooses me. Friend, tonight, if you're going to step into what God has for you, if you're going to receive the promises, the healing, If you're going to receive the blessing, if you're going to receive the future and the destiny that He has for you, then you need to believe. You need to believe. And and when you believe, you need to put action to that belief. You need to actually step out and touch them. You need to actually get on your knees and cry out, God, here I am, Son of David, have mercy on me. Here I am. And when he comes through, give him the credit. And when he comes through again, give him the credit. And when he comes through again, give him the credit. And when you live a blessed life and all of a sudden familiarity gets around your life, keep stepping through and just blessing him anyway. Just bless him anyway. There comes a moment in your life sometimes where you take those things for granted around you. But friend, don't take those things for granted. Just keep blessing Him. I know many people, they've received a pay rise, they've received bonuses, they praise God, and then they walk away from God. They were praying for believing for years. People that have received healing, believing for years, they've received their miracle, they walk away. Friend, don't be like that. When God is involved, it's all as good as done. It's as good as done. When Jesus hung on the cross, what did He say? He said, it is finished. In other words, it is done. I've paid the price. I chose you. I've already done it. All you need to do is believe. All you need to do is believe. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message empowers you to unmistakably influence your world for good and for God. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We would love to see you at one of our many City Point Church services across Brisbane and the world this Sunday. You can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We're so excited to see you there.